Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Everybody, welcome to Click Stuff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking, and I've got uh, Jason Disillusioned Alvy, Mangog, and uh, David New Kitty Gosselman. Daniel Powell is a terrible person. Uh, probably, probably, <laughs> probably so. And our uh, special guest returning today is uh, PJ Bolin. Hey, and Dan's not a monster. <laughs> Follow, following the rules is not monstrous. It's just what it is. So, how's it going, PJ? How you been? Uh, good, good. Can't complain. Life's been treating me well. Good. So today we're going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, talk with PJ just a couple minutes here and. Uh, then we're going to talk about our uh, three and four hundred point modern limited builds that will beat a full point uni mind um, with uh, with success and uh, that are good against the rest of the field as well. Um, there, there, you know, there should be an acknowledgement that every team has a weakness, so we, we intend on pointing some of those out um, as we go through this. Um, and that's everyone except for Jason because Jason didn't come prepared today, so. I actually have kids in my house, and you don't. So, yeah, <laughs> that's not true. I have my my nephews downstairs right now. That's not the same thing. <laughs> Pretty close. No, you have no idea. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nowhere near the same. <laughs> yeah, because Sam's doing all the watching him. I'm sure. <laughs> Damn, just gonna throw it down like that. Probably. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Probably so. So, um, so, so PJ, even as a returning, uh, guest host today, um, Mr. Chomps is, uh, ready for, I guess, round three at this point. Um, okay. He would like to know, would you rather wrestle Mr. Chomps, the nasty-ass alligator, or would you rather have a kilt malfunction upon winning worlds? A.K.A. when you raise up your hands in an exclamation of winning, uh, your kilt malfunctions completely. You know, I'd be okay with that, I think. And you, it, know, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I would just go with the kilt malfunction rather than uh, wrestling an alligator. I mean, it's it's probably safe, yeah. No. <laughs> I'll just show all, I'll just be in all my glory in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> this is the erection of a winner. This is what a winner's <laughs> dick looks like. That's right. <laughs> I'll be embarrassed later, like looking back at the videos and pictures. 
all the things <laughs> on the wall on Facebook. Well, see, the, here, the thing is they can't, they wouldn't be able to upload them, right? I mean, you wouldn't be able to prove it, right? Because Facebook wouldn't allow, uh, Facebook wouldn't be allow you to do that. So they would just have to put like a little smiley face or something over there and you'd be like, well, you can't really prove it. <laughs> That you're right. Yeah, see, definitely. We would just all have it burned into our memories. Exactly. Everyone yeah. there would be scarred. Yeah, and there'd be like the dark web uh, passing around of uh, PJ photos. Like I know, <laughs> I know what really happened. What was it? Uh, the fappening? Isn't that what it was called? Yeah, the fappening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Why just... did his dick have a kilt too? <laughs> Does his dick have a dick under its kilt? I'm really confused. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never so, know. So let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's hop right into our uh, uni mind talk, right? So we, we've talked uh, we've talked a few episodes about uh, should uni mind be banned and limited? Why uni mind so big and bad and limited? Um, so let, let's present our honest, heartfelt team builds on. Um, why we think Unimind can be beaten limited, um, and the uh, pros and cons of our teams um, accordingly from there. So, you know, PJ, as uh, as our guest today, do you want to start with your three hundred? We'll go we'll go around the table at three hundred, then around the table at four hundred. All right. So my three hundred point build um, starts out with Overdrive and Nick Fury who will be toting around a crowbar. Then we have a bizarro green arrow. And then we're using the uh, super air from Harley, uh, Lashina, who will be carrying a healing casket. So what this build will allow for is you're going to be able to move around in a four-man brick, which is easy to protect from range with bizarro green arrow. Um, Lashina, with her three-range plasticity, I mean, it requires line of fire, so... Uh, you need to be in a four-man brick so that she can always be in a corner uh, to keep approach angles. So that will stop the charges and stop the hypersonics. So this means that you will always be able to hit him without him necessarily hitting you back. Like, it's going to be doable, but with the mobility of, that you have with overdrive, you should be able to always keep just enough distance to keep him at bay. Um so uh, the healing casket is on Lashina because um, an option that Unimind would have would just be to pump attacks into Bizarro Green Arrow until he dies. Um, but the healing casket should enable the pacing to be in your favor because um, you can just support him. You need a six, uh, no probs, but needing a six is the worst number uh, to get a you know a guaranteed one heal off of his stop. Um, crowbar on Nick just because it makes that invincible pretty much irrelevant, so you can always like shut off their rollout and just shoot them for the penetrating damage through their invulnerability. Um, again, like I was saying, though, uh, the positioning for this team is will probably be a headache and an absolute nightmare, but if you execute perfectly, you should be able to win a full-dial Unimind matchup pretty easily. Yeah, so, so a little bit of um, how is this good against, say, a, um, a, a Shredder match? Um, so in the Shredder match, it's going to be, um, again, relying on the three-range plasticity because they're not going to easily be able to get in because they'll have to succeed their breakaways once they're within three 
even be able to get in to deal their penetrating damage. Um, so with, uh, like we'll say, uh, Claw Shredder having to stop three squares out, even if he drops many into the two squares out, you're still not in adjacency with anything. So that way you can... They still have to succeed that breakaway roll to even get one penetrating damage in. Right. And you just auto-break away with overdrive. You don't care, and you just move away. Because your front line would look... The line facing the Shredders, the easiest for them to access would be the Lashina and the Bizarro Green Arrow, with Nick and Overdrive in the back. So they're going to sit there and take shots. Obviously, a lucky run of dice means you're going to have a bad time, but um, I think the this build is restrictive enough on what your opponent can do that you should be going into every match with a pretty even chance to win. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And, um... Uh, leadership works on named keywords or... Any key. Any keyword, so... Yeah, so the soldier keyword will work to remove tokens from Nick. Yeah, so that's that's totally a cool thing. So Nick can keep shooting as well, which is important. Uh, potentially. Potentially. Yep. Um, no, I dig it. Um, Dave, you ready? You want me to go? Uh, sure, or what do you, or what do you think about um, PJ's team? I like it. Um, I personally wouldn't play it because... Um, you know, like he said, you're going to have to position perfectly, and it's going to be a pain in the ass. So, unless I had a lot of practice, I probably wouldn't play it, because I just don't know if I have the capability to. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it sounds awesome, and it's, uh, I think it would surprise people against the field. Like, So, I mean, I like it. Um, like I said, just personally, I probably wouldn't play it, because... I'd probably find a way to screw it up at the right time. Um, mine's really simple because it's just, it's like not super good. Like, I have a hard time thinking of stuff in 300, especially as complicated as PJ's build. So literally my build was like um, Elseworlds Green Lantern packing around a uh, <laughs> Chase Green Arrow and a Nighthawk Prime, and you got 100 points left on that build to fill in, so you just... Try to roll the five six, pop in there and blast his ass real quick, and then see what else you can do after that. Um, it's a lot more simple, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I was to take, if we were to take a build with uh, the Green Lantern, right? Um, the, the Green Lantern's super good. I, I really like that guy. Um, so if we were to take your idea, Dave and potentially tweak it a little bit. Like, what do you do on the turns where um, you don't roll the five earths of the six? Uh, stay out of potential range, pretty much. If you win map, try to take it indoor to where you can phase through some stuff and then be like, surprise, motherfucker, and just blast them away. And then if you, you know, because you get to roll it before you decide where you're going to go. So you declare the carry, and then you roll. And then if you don't hit the five or the six then you just uh, hang back. Yeah, so you could you could really switch that up to um, Bizarro Green Arrow instead of Nighthawk. So you can at least maintain the hypersonic <laughs> range. Uh, that leaves you, that frees you up to 115 points. 
so that you yeah, could, I mean, you, you could add things like uh, you could go ahead and put the um, put the crowbar. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, use your um, Canadian tech here that you're such a fan of. <laughs> what, what Canadian tech would that be? Uh, your your Al Jordan. Uh, I just don't like that piece, man. Like I get that he does stuff, but he just not solid enough for me personally. So, but that leaves you with like um, uh, that. That totally leaves you with. Um, um, let's see, I'm building it here. So that would be like uh, a Bizarro Green Arrow, uh, Green Arrow from Elseworlds, Green Lantern from Elseworlds, Al Jordan, Enchanted Crowbar, and uh, Ape Batman. Well, the main reason that I was using Nighthawk is to for the perplexes. Because I'm not worried about the defense, it's the perplexes. So if he boosts himself up by three because he knows I'm coming, you know, where you could throw a 25-point Nightwing in there as an outsider and use him, but... Yeah. So I'm just saying that's a different option. Well, and the other thing is that Green uh, Arrow does care about, you know, off-dial Invincible as well. Um... And, you know, Al Jordan just continually targets Green Arrow with his Perplex so that he can do plus two or minus two. So you're rocking somewhere around like a 15 attack, too. So the Perplexes right. may not help, may not be a big deal. Yeah, I think he's a lot more beatable at four than he is at three, if that, I don't know, if means anything. Yeah. You could just get more stuff onto your team as opposed to just him, so. Right. What do you think, Jason? Uh, my team? Yeah, do you have a team ready for 300? Yeah, I do. Okay. I mean, I just want to I I play, I just try to play. Uh, I want to use uh, Lex Luthor, God of Apocalypse, mm-hmm. with 30-point Haha Joker, and a torso on Haha Joker, and a crowbar for Lex. Love it. Mastermind to Haha Joker as I carry him around and I can shoot through the Invincible with Psychic Blast using the crowbar. And I've got two outwitters to hopefully keep the perplex at bay. I can dig it. Yeah, as long as you don't run up against Nyx, I think that team just actually does ridiculously well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Nick's going to be a problem, obviously. But what's not? What's he not screw up, right? Yeah, <laughs> but once, I mean, you can outwit his Watcher's Eye, so... Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it all depends on, like, how... It's really, like, a randomness thing. Like, how exactly the game plays out. And what who wins map, like, everything. So it's not... Yeah, even dice a, rolls. Yeah. yeah double be problematic. But. So, so I would like to point out... I, that's a good point to bring up, right? Is... Last season, we had the dreaded crane bang, right? And no one was adamantly calling for the banning of Justin Seffert. Should have been. Right. So <laughs> what, the, in, in my opinion, right, you know, and, and someone gave me the counter argument earlier this week that, you know, Justin Seffert at least left points on the board to be killed. I'm like, not if everything on your side of the board was dead on turn two. You know, and it goes down to if Krang won map, he went to Mount Olympus, he was doing 
two to three attacks in your starting area, depending on the depending on the type of build. And well, here's the Dan. Come on, you can't compare the two. There's a sixty-five point counter to Krang Bang out there. Sixty-five points, you completely shut that entire team down. You know what I mean? I mean, not. Please, I mean, please inform me of the sixty-five point counter that shuts down a, a Unimine. I mean, Nighthawk makes it really hard for him. He's also super hard to kill, and he gets the double stack defenses that you can't counter. <laughs> because if he's not using his perplexes, he's just double stacking invincible that you can't get rid of. So here's the here's the other thought, right? So I, I've prepared counter arguments for these things because I, I came prepared today. Um, so if we talk about things that can't be outwitted. Uh, things that are super hard to hit. Um, I have played on more than one occasion the Simple Politician theme team. Does anyone know what the Simple Politician theme team is? Yeah. So, the the super... KCGL, right? And, uh, KC, KC Green Lantern, Nighthawk Prime, and Mr. Um, Nobody. Mr. Nobody, yeah. So, um, you know... If you, you know, if I say KC Green Lantern's got a twenty, you say, "Well, somebody's eventually going to hit a high defense." Same idea with uh, Unimind, I think, uh, at least in my head. Um, so if you give you know KC Green Lantern uh, a symbiote, um, you know he now has un un, un uncounterable, invincible, and shape change, a twenty defense, and KC rollouts from range. And he also, uh, so here's the thing, right? The the team I was talking about with Green Arrow, he turns off defensive powers. If he hits your KC Green Lantern and you miss shape change and you miss your uh, KC, then guess what? You don't get your Invincible. But with Unimine, you still get it. You still get Invincible despite all that. Despite me turning off your defense power, you still get Invincible. Right, and that's why we're saying put the crowbar on. Right, so, yeah. I'm just saying there's there's no comparison between anything that has come out and this guy, especially within limited. So, yeah, so go ahead, PJ. My, my thing with Justin compared to Unimind, right? If two players sit down across from each other playing Justin Seifert, that game's not going zero zero. Like, True. That, that is a fact of life. <laughs> if playing Justin, there's not going to be zero points scored on both sides of the table. Unless the players are just weird. But, <laughs> uh, like, Unimind just promotes too many zero zeros. Like, um, we'll, we'll talk about it a little more at 400, but, like, if I just play, like, two barriers, we're going to go to zero zero, or I'm going to win. Like, I just think it's unhealthy. So, but but that's why that's why that's what we're here talking about it today, though, right? Is how can we make it not unhealthy, right? And, and my argument to all of this is, it's it, it appears unhealthy at the table, but I don't think that the Rock Cup qualifiers allowed for enough fleshing out of the meta to to severe, to justify it as a severe problem. I agree with that. Is I the fact that is results before anything is actually done. But if anybody expects anything other than 
these results for the first couple of events, then you might be tripping. Well, I mean, I would <laughs> say that that's that's what we're here for, right? This is where your yep. friendly clickstaff comes in and says, "Here, here's what we think can actually beat a full point Unimind." I mean, is the is the fact that you expect a lot of zero zero losses not a deterrent to play him in the first place? You don't want to wind up in a zero zero loss. I, on I agree with that, but um, the problem is that's that's the only time you lose. Yeah. If everybody's playing it though, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, yeah, but yeah. there is a chance for a decision. But at worst, you're probably just also losing. Not perhaps. So if but I I get it because we talked about it before. Like if you're the only one who decides to pull that trigger, you're the guy who wins the damn tournament more likely. If right. everyone else is worried about the zero zero loss, and you're like, screw it, I'll give it a shot, and then you're the only guy there playing the full point uni. Or I mean, if you yeah. or huh? if you avoid the full point unis until top cut. Oh right, yeah. Then it's just like okay, well here we go. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I don't know, man. I. I get that we need to see results, but I think we already know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, he's not like Krang. He doesn't kill himself slowly. He doesn't have to have a, a, a pit crew with him. He he can just roll by himself. You can go kill a damn super cheap piece because the limited format is just littered with super cheap 35, 40-point pieces. And then just play keep away the whole game if you want to and you win the game you can pull a Zach Brazier what does Zach always say it don't matter how many points you win by as long as you win (laughs) (laughs) Zach Zach, you have 75 combined points through the whole tournament and you're the number one seat going into top 16 yep don't matter how many points you win by as long as you win (laughs) (laughs) so well, um, yeah, he's not wrong, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, win, winning's winning. I don't disagree with that. You'll, you'll never hear me say that winning's not winning. Um, I'm just saying that if you're playing a lower point Unimine with like a few support pieces, and I'm playing a full point Unimine, I just blast one of your support pieces and just kind of try to keep away from getting absolutely hammered while I'm still picking away at people, and I probably win that game. Because I'm not going to play with your Unimind. I'll just keep getting away from him. Because remember, I I get to pick a power on my turn and your turn. Because he's jank. (laughs) Yeah. So, alright, well... Let me present my uh, my version of the team um, that I think can take down the full point uni mind and uh, is good against the other teams. Um, so we'll start out with um, we've got Overdrive, uh, Sam Cap, Doctor Octopus, uh, Doctor Kilbrew, Big Tony, Mercury, the Enchanted Crowbar, and KC Green Lantern at low points. I like it. So, the the idea here is, um, and it's dependent on whether or not you go first or second. Uh, there's a lot of dependencies there. 
the idea is uh, Green Lantern uh, just uses his barrier while you get set up to box in the full point uni mine. So let's say you lose map, right? They have to place their one uni mine first. So you get to place your Green Lantern uh, where theoretically he'll have range and line of fire to box in the uni mind or at least provide a sacrificial lamb to prevent your team from getting shot from across the map. Um, so it, it does take practice, it does take placement, right? It does take understanding of lines of fire across the map. Um, Mercury gets the enchanted crowbar onto Doc Ock. Uh, Overdrive gets into the, uh, the bike. Um, brings you across the board. You've got two outwits with Dr. Octopus and Dr. Kilbrew. Uh, should he drop Power Cosmic, right? At that point, you can then outwit Invulnerability and outwit um, his rollouts. Uh, and if he doesn't drop Power Cosmic, you're just going to have to go against the shape change, um, which is not a terrible thing um, in the grand scheme of you know, going against my KC Green Lantern with the symbiote scenario. Um, so you get him up to a 13 attack. You've got Perplex from Captain America. You've got Perplex from uh, Green Lantern. And you've got Perplex from Big Tony. So Doc Ock's rocking a 13 attack on an 18. So that's a 5. Uh, 5 to hit on the first one. Uh, the first attack gets him to his stop click. Uh, the next two attacks, um, hold on, I didn't have it pulled up, sorry. The first attack gets him to his stop click. The second attack gets him uh, to click 8. The third attack gets him to click 10. And then the next attack gets him to his stop click. And then Sam Cap finishes the job and pops the Eternals. So, how is this team good against the rest of the field? Um, so, in Jason's Haha -Ha Joker and Lex Luthor scenario, um, you run across the map. Uh, Sam Cap charges first, uh, uses her super strength to knock Haha -Ha Joker away, uh, and then you flurry Lex Luthor uh, all the way down. Uh, pretty much. Because you're doing four damage each flurry. Um, so you knock him down to click uh, three, five, seven, and eight. Uh, so he's pretty much on his last click at that point. Um, and then shredders, he's got enough damage to roll through the shredders, a shredder a turn. Um, and my typical complaint about uh, a Doc Ock team is... The attacks aren't high enough. Uh, there's not enough support powers. Um, I think the combo... I think Big Tony coming out um, helps out with that quite a bit. It gets him from that 12 to 13, which at least feels a lot safer on paper. Rolling a 5 is a pretty doable thing. It does lack prob, but it goes back to a 5 is a fairly safe number. So... Alright, you guys' thoughts? I mean, it has Sam Cap, so I have to like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm on board for anything. I, um, I think as long as you don't run into, like, this 
I think it's going to be the random stuff that that would lose to. As weird as that sounds, like the Nighthawk double barrier random other stuff team. It doesn't make any sense that you right. play against round one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that's where Sam Cap comes in. At least she can charge through a wall or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is that random teams, right, you have to prepare against what you expect, right? You can't necessarily prepare against uh, the the new guy that it's his first rock and he wants to just try something out to play. Um, it, it's, you know, it's hard to prep against those sort of things. So, Dave? Yes? Do you have any thoughts? Oh, I'm sorry, bud. I was posting the new polls on our uh, Facebook page. But no, Dan, it's it's good. Um, Doc Ock, uh, I think he's going to see a lot of play. Um, now that Outwitch is, like, super stinking good, and uh, you can get rid of stuff with it that you couldn't before, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if he drops Power Cosmic... Uh, you outwit the perplex. You outwit the invuln. Um, you can outwit or outwit the um, rollout if you pick shape change. And I don't know. You just got to roll against it. So um, let's go to 400 limited. Um, so we've got uh, Uni Mine rocking a, another stop click. Um, a higher defense. Right, is it a higher defense? Is he a 19? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's a 19. Higher defense, higher attack, higher damage, higher movement. Um, theoretically a better threat. Um, so let's um, let's talk about that, uh, PJ. Alright, um, so one thing to notice starting at this dial versus the middle dial is he doesn't start with sidestep, which means it's a lot harder for full dial uni to deal with barrier because he can't break a wall and sidestep into its spot. So um, I had talked to a couple different people about this type of build. Um, so what it is, it's a plus eight mystical theme. Um, it's four Joker's Wild Green Lanterns. Um, title Doctor Strange, Shipping Focus Doctor Strange, Raven, and Al Jordan. So it's exactly 400 points. Um, and basically the whole premise um, is they have to come to you, otherwise you just sit there and start rolling through uh, Doctor Strange's title dial. Um, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but since uh, I think his minus 4 actually stacks... Um, so if you have 3 instances of that power, I'm pretty sure you can just re-roll 3 attacks regardless of range and line of fire. So they kind of have to be pushing tempo. Um, and then once the Unimind is... If he's in a clear square of terrain and anywhere within 17 squares of your team, um, you can move out your four Green Lanterns and Free Barrier him in so he can't move. Um, since you can't now hypersonic punch a wall and then continue your movement, there's actually no effective way for him to get out when he doesn't have sidestep. So what that allows is for the rest of the game, you just barrier him into one square. And then you're rolling up your title dial. 
You have the Shifting Focus Strange to give plus one attack and damage. You have Aljordan's Perplex. You have Raven's Prob. You have uh, Tidal Strange's Prob. And then you have actually pretty solid values on your whole team. Um, he's probably going to be sitting in a 22 defense, but you should be at a 14 attack. So, yeah, you need an 8, but you have nothing but time to do. So, um, eventually you'll get there. Uh, the big thing is make sure that you, when you hit him to his first stop, that you are going to be able to push him right to his next stop. Because you don't want him to end on sidestep, because that's when he starts to become problematic. Um, now, if he does not move into a square of clear terrain, you have the options of just barriering yourself in from pretty much anywhere on the map. Um, Raven can do her little power action to move a Green Lantern forward and create a barrier there. Um, again, like the biggest thing with the full dial Unimind is he can't ever kill anything through a barrier. So if you block his only way in and out of places, then you can completely control the whole tempo of the game. So, like, on the new Rock Dungeon map, uh, you're at a plus 8 theme, so if you lose map, you're probably just dice god you to lose that game anyway. But, um, I don't know. I think it would actually be really fun to play, and I don't think it has any absurdly bad matchups, um, just because, I don't know, four barriers is good, right? Like, it's just a good thing. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my team for 400. Wow, so that's that's a lot to take in, right? Um, and probably the most expensive option that we've presented so far. Uh, <laughs> all, all of those things sound expensive, uh, especially the four. And not really. The only thing really expensive on that team is the four uh, Green Lanterns. Yeah. Um, but they're not insanely hard to come by either. Um Everybody's got a friend with one or two, right? Right. Or a couple. So, no, I I dig it. I like it. I um I think my only uh, issue with the team is just kind of enough offense um, in the shredder matchup. But with four barriers, um, you should be able to pop down, pop back up, and um, shoot and be protected. You know, as you please. So, um, Dave, Jason? Oh, I've got one, actually. I mean, it's, it's probably not very good, but I, I, I slapped it together at the last minute. Okay. <laughs> All right, go for it, Jason. It's, it's, it's similar to your 300-point team. It's a, it's a Doc Ock parachute-type team. Um, Renee Tilly, Jupiter Renee Tilly, uh, Dr. Octopus, two Sam Caps, Nighthawk Prime, and Agent 13 and a uh, Enchanted Crowbar. So you can uh, run 17 squares across the map and uh, outwit Power Cosmic and then outwit Invulnerability and use the Crowbar to run through Unimine so with a 12 attack. The the only thing is that with the change to outwit and the change mm-hmm. to Power Cosmic... Is, can't do that anymore? Yeah, you can't outwit their uh, team abilities because the character is now protected from outwit. 
So even though she can't do that, okay. She says they can do that. You can't do that, okay. She says she may use it to counter team abilities, but at this point, she's using mm-hmm. it to counter a shield or Avengers team. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there you go. So, yeah, th- those pieces all got a little bit of a nerf, sadly. Because um, Outwit used to be able to target abilities, um, and then the special Outwits allowed you to target team abilities. Um, so that got around Power Cosmic only protecting powers, not abilities. So... Uh, but no, I mean, I like it, right? I mean, even so, you, there's still other 50-point pieces that you could put in there besides the Agent 13. Um, you know, any time you run all the way across the map, uh, shut stuff off, and then go to town, uh, it's not a bad deal, right? Especially with a couple of probs. Yeah. So, uh, Dave... Uh, let's see. This is a team that I was going to play before anyway, um, regardless of uh, if Uni's allowed or not allowed or on the board or not on the board. Um, so I feel it's still pretty good against him and against the field. Um, it's uh, Renee Tilly, uh, Space Michelangelo, uh, Iceman, Sam Cap, uh, 50 Point, Fast Forces Hulk, and General Lane. Um, basic idea is to... Creep up a little bit, um, you know, maybe about a quarter up the map, chill, try to get somewhere safe, and then the next turn you freaking go balls to the wall all the way across the map, um, potentially a triple out wit, um, freaking, you got the free smoke from Mikey that gives everybody sidestep, so you sidestep over them, or, you know, like, so if it's you to mine, you try to hit him with Hulk, and then you sidestep over him with um, freaking Iceman uh, to try to ice wall him down. You got uh, two probability controls. You got three outwits, an enhancement, and a perplex. And uh, I don't know. I was going to play this regardless. I still think it has a decent chance if you could put that ice wall on the Unimine over and over because you've got the free smoke. Um, you know, if you hit him once with that ice wall... You know, he can't do nothing the next turn. So um, there's the potential, I guess, that you could potentially keep uh, trying to lock him down. You know, you just hope you roll hot since he's not going to be perplexing. Yep, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, that makes sense. Uh, But like you said, right, that that team is a little reliant on uh, rolling hot, right? Well, I mean, so what's his base defense? Uh, at 400 points is a 19. Okay, so Iceman can be a 12. Um, and that's if Hulk doesn't hit first. So you're looking at, um, let's see, let's say a 12 because you perplex him up to a 12. You sidestep into a squared, sidestep back out to where you have two probability controls. Um, so you need to roll a 7 and you got three chances to do it. I've missed it, but I've hit it a lot too. So, I don't know. I mean, I think I would bank my chances on a 7 three times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's an average roll, right? I mean, we've all missed it. We've all hit it. But, I don't know. I like the team regardless. Um, I'm going to play it. 
um, <laughs> with or without Unimind there. I just I think it still has a shot against him, and I still think it's super potent against the field too. So, yeah, I don't disagree. I like it. So, uh, my uh, four hundred point team. Um, it is a couple of points uh, short at the moment. Um, so I, I wanted to leave a, a few flex points in there. Um, but the, the idea is the same um, as my 300-point team. We have the Overdrive. We have the Green Lantern at 30 points. We have the Captain America. We have the Doc Ock. Um, we go ahead and add in uh, General Lane and Nick Fury. Um, so that as soon as we roll across the map, um, you've got one, you've got like four, uh, two outwits, three outwits and a shutoff power. Um, and keep in mind, it does take a little bit of positioning to get all of that into play, um, with the Superman enemy team ability. Um, but you're still, you still have got your 12 attack. Uh, instead of a 13. Uh, and you've got 25 points to work with on this team. Um, but with the amount of outwit, uh, you're going to probably deter him from uh, dropping Power Cosmic. So now you're back down to rolling your 7 four times with a prob. Uh, and with that last 25 points, you know, there there's other ways to get another Perplex in there. Um the, the goal is that you can only carry four people with overdrive. Um, so your your big Tonys or whatnot um, kind of have to hoof it themselves. Um, but it's the... I, I think the shoot team is very strong and limited. Um, you know, it's, it's strong in tactics as well. Um, but... Uh, the shoot, the shoot is good. So, thoughts? Any thoughts, guys? Uh, particularly. I mean, it's good. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, things over the past few days where folks are like, you know, we need a rock schedule and we're looking for the next, you know, the next event, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Hopefully we get that announcement. We're recording on Sunday morning or Sunday evening here. Uh, hopefully the new rock announcement comes out. Um, but what uh, what I would say is, you know, put this energy into uh, um, playing, uh, putting that full point uni mind on the table, um, seeing what you think about it, trying some of these counter builds to full point uni. Um and you know, I, I think the other thing is we think about our listenership, almost said viewership, listenership worldwide. Um, you know, not everybody that plays Uni is going to be super well versed in how to play a full point Uni mind. Let's say you didn't know you were going to be off work, you decide to show up, you get off work, you don't have anything else to play, you play the full point Uni. Uh, you know, you might not drive the tempo wrong on yourself. Um, you know, all, all teams require practice. So if you're a practiced uni mind counter team to an unpracticed full point uni, you've, you've greatly swayed the, uh, 
odds in your favor. So, can I can I just go ahead and make a statement? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it was controversial last year, and I don't care to be controversial this year. Uh, I think Full Point Uni is is this year's limited season's freaking shredders. So, like, if you're really good with them, you can do really great, but you don't particularly have to be, like, a fantastic... Like, it's a very forgiving team. Like, you can play a full-point Unimine and make mistakes at junctures in your match and still come out with a win because he's so damn hard to kill. So, I I said that about the Shredders last year. They're very hard to kill. Uh, you can sit there and kill pieces without actually having to like roll dice. So they were very pilot friendly. I feel like Unimine can be extremely pilot friendly. But I would say my point is nobody called for the banning of Shredders. I, I think the only valid argument is what PJ said is that it does uh, encourage or make more viable the zero point loss. I I still maintain that if you're basically rocking possession in a limited game where possession is not allowed, that you shouldn't be playing in the limited format. I mean, he essentially has a possessor, but we've already argued that. I think there are multiple reasons that he shouldn't be played. I don't know. That, now that goes back to we need the first limited event announced so that we can all show up and all lose to full point uh, uni mines, right? Well, well let's say theor- <laughs> theoretically it takes two, two limited events before anything happens, right? Or like two limited events to be reported in and everybody sees it before they ban something. Before they're like, okay, this guy, we can't play him in limited. He's hurting. He's bad for the game in limited format, right? So how much damage has that already done at that point? Like, how many people have just been like, well, I'm not going to play limited season. It's going to be Unimine. So they don't plan on going to that limited event that's like the week after the ban. You know what I mean? They got a request off work to go to it, and they're just not going to do it because they're like, I'm not going to a Unimine orgy. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if I see the results, and I'm a guy who I go to a couple rocks a year, I have a good time, but I don't bring, like, you know, I don't come to win, I come to have a good time. Because not everybody who goes and plays in Iraq is there to, like, win. And not everybody's going to drive eight hours to go play, right? Let's say it's, like, an hour away, and I go to the one that they have there once a year. But I got requests off work and all that. But if I see that it's just all the Unimine show, with all Unimines, what what's making me want to go? Because, you know what I'm saying? So I get that we have to wait, but I'm saying how much is it going to hurt when we do or when it when they do wait before they say anything about it. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a tough that's a tough um that's a tough spot to be in. Right, I completely understand. But yeah. I mean I guess it's what, what? Uh, I guess he- it's it's heavy who wears the crown, right? That's why we're not on the rock judge board. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, <laughs> so attendance is one issue. The other is like I don't know a lot of um like competitive players who are going, "Oh, if they get rid of Unimine for limited, I'm not going to play." <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I feel like you almost have a little more leeway with the the people who go to rock no matter what than you do with the people who are 
you know, kind of casually going to where whatever they can. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. that's just that's yeah. just me. Um, that's just how I view it. I mean, I'm glad it's not my decision. So I look at it like uh, the banning of Faust. Right? It was understood that it was the the right thing to do, and there were people who didn't like it, but there were significantly more people who liked it. And I think this is exactly what would happen if Unimind got banned for limited. Yeah. So that's just how I think it would end up playing out. You're going to have that 5, 10 people like, oh, why are they trying to mess with the game? And then everybody else is just going to be like, you're, you know, you're going to get the next 50% are going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't care, whatever. It's not that big a deal. I wasn't going to play them anyway. Now I guess I don't have to worry about it. And then the rest <laughs> right. are going to be tickled pink and running around throwing their hands up in the air in excitement. <laughs> right. I mean, like, so Dan obviously loves Unimind, right? Dan will still go to the Rock if you if you ban Unimind. He'll still play stuff, and he'll still do really well. So yep. he's not going to be like, I'm not going to any limited Rocks this season because they got rid of Unimind. He'll be like, well, that sucks, and I really love Unimind, but, man, I can't wait for this next Rock. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've got a perfect plus, plus eight mystical theme team to play now. <laughs> oh god i'm telling you oh actually you know what it won't be that bad for you but for me like the green lanterns with like faust and, or not faust but like d strange and all that god it was dreadfully boring uh easton's uh easton's team from uh michigan from michigan yeah i tried playing it and i was just so bored easton is a very patient person i am not Oh man, that the patience is the best part. Well, that my D twenties rolled shit. I, I rolled like two yellows all day in five matchups. You know what's funny is that I took that same D twenty. You were like, "Look at this thing rolling shit, rolling shit, rolling shit," and I picked it up and rolled any, like right off yeah. the bat. I was like, "Dave, yep. you just gotta trust the D twenty." And you're like, "I do I, trust it." I'm like, "Apparently not." <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> I do trust it, but it's fucking me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dice hate me, alright? I, I was playing Yahtzee with the kids yesterday. We played two games of Yahtzee. I got a Yahtzee in each game, but all my Yahtzees were all ones. <laughs> so I got two Yahtzee. That's ten freaking ones on dice, man. That's insane. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's nuts, man. Yeah. I rolled three ones and run in one roll, Dan. Your Dormammu would have died. Right? I, I would be the guy who gets, like, the big three on any Heroclix piece and crit misses with them. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, at any rate, I think it's the it's the perfect month here to practice your limited builds and uh, make a on-map decision is if the Unimind on-map is, uh, is a problem. The thing is, we have uh, limited practice in December at Bang, so one of us has to be the Unimind player, right? wonder who that'll be. You know... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm necessarily volunteering or not, but... I'll do whatever I need to do to help you guys out. 
volunteering he says so (laughs) it's it's not on the schedule for the show but can i be a dickhead for a minute and just like piss everybody in the community off with something (laughs) i mean sure why not i mean i guess right (laughs) if it's if it's too bad i can just go in and delete it out so Right. Basically, it's like this. It's there are a lot of videos cropping up of sh- of Shredder teams beating Unimine teams, and everybody's like, "Oh, hail the Shredders, killers of Unimine!" And like, you watch these videos, and the people who are playing the Unimine. Okay, so first of all, let's exclude Sealed. All right. So in constructed, all these people that are getting woke with Unimine are not picking the right freaking powers. They're getting rid of their power cosmic when there's outwits on the board. They're doing stupid decisions, and we're all going to be like, oh, look, this team totally wrecks the crap out of Unimize. So while there might be players who are totally doing that with Shredder, you can't look at every example of a time that a Shredder team beats a Unimine team and think that if you play Shredders, you're going to kick the shit out of Unimines all day. Because I think I'm a pretty damn good player, and I played Shredders in the freaking Rock Cup Finals. And I played several Unimines that day, and out of four... I popped one with a chance when people screwed up to pop, like, three other ones. So, I mean, it's not a given. So don't think that, oh, I'll just bring Shredders and wreck Unimines all day, because you're not going to do it, unless they're an idiot. Right. And then on the other side, right, you know, I'm personally making some posts. I've got some advice in our group about how to make your Unimine team better against the Shredders. Right. Um, you know, thoughts and theory on that, I mean, in general. So um, I, I'm, a firm right. be- I'm, fir- I'm a firm believer in the uni mind in the, in the full tactics modern. I'm just saying if you keep your power cosmic, right, and they can't outwit you, uh, you freaking I, – I, you double stack your invincible the whole damn game against shredders. Yeah. I don't know. You just double stack invincible, then they never ping you. They have to, they have to claw through it. And sure, they're perfectly capable of doing it, but it makes it a lot harder than these videos where I've watched. Oh, I step my shredder next to you, take a damage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I still need to. Uh, I still need to like just uh, get PJ on roll twenty and have him play the Mistress Death Team uh, against me. Just to watch it, I would do that. Yeah, I just I, I I need to see that right. I've uh, I've watched the video um, from Rock Cup of uh, Adam and Kenny, and uh, um, I, I think I just need to try it. I think I just need to see it. Um, nobody's I've never actually played that, um, and, and and I'll go back to after watching the video and you know hearing your um, uh, your anal- your review or analysis from. Um, uh, your South Bend win, your South Bend, Indiana, WKO. Um, you know, it, it goes back to you have got to practice the crap out of death, or you'll, or you'll, oh, yeah. or you'll be death. Yep. <laughs> that team requires an insane amount of precision. Um, I got, I got lucky in the finals that, um, like, I played really sloppy, and my dice just rolled me out of it. Like, I hit a super senses. It was huge and then I rolled like back to back eights it was the only reason I ended up winning with your rock dice yeah with my uh, same pair of rock dice I take to every event nice nice 
Well, see, and that's another thing, because I think we can all say as Clicks players, there are things that we will say in private to one another, to friends or, you know, players we're close with that we we don't really say in public because you don't want to be perceived as a dick. But, like, and I and I get that that team is awesome, right? But, and I was telling Dan and Jason this in our group chat, I was like, you know, I get that everyone loves that team because it's innovative, it's cool, but not anybody can pick up that team and play it. Like, it requires a lot of freaking practice and a lot of game knowledge, and it's not something you could pick up and just play. Yeah. Yeah. I would never try it. (laughs) No, me neither. I don't have time for that. I will tell you. (laughs) That is the second most fun team I have ever played in any event I've ever played in. Oh, yeah, I guarantee it. Uh, it. It looks fun. Just uh, Damage output is sweet. But, you know, like you were saying, freaking, it, it's a hard team to run. Yeah. It's a lot to remember and a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, if you... Um, you have to be planning, like, three turns ahead with it. Because, like, um, if you get a Wakandan Warrior and you roll the four so it comes in on its last click with a token, um, it's a lot of times it's situationally good to push it, to kill it, to clear a token off your mistress death. So yeah. you have to also be super willing and knowing when it's okay to give up points. So, right. Yeah, so like I said, time. praise it. Praise it because it's awesome. Right? But don't think that you can pick it up and just play it. <laughs> Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. So, um, I got the hot takes today, Dan. No. <laughs> yeah. Is there uh, is there anything else up your ass today that you want to get off your chest? It's not up my ass. <laughs> I just wanted to make clarifications, man. I, I I don't talk shit about people most of the time, and if I do, it's it's not something that I wouldn't say to their face, pretty much. So. I know. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time, Dave. No, I. I, I <laughs> Your 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 advice is, is very straightforward and very honest. Um, if, uh, um, albeit a not very uh, polite, so <laughs> um, I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings. I'm just trying to say I just don't want somebody to be like, "All right, I'm going to pick up this freaking uh, this Mister Death team, walk into the tournament, and kick the shit out of everybody, and then be like, "Oh my god, this team is far more complicated than what I thought." <laughs> yeah. Like once you're in round two, you're just like, this was a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. I did not practice this team. <laughs> well, and like I, I did a bunch of solo practicing with it, like because uh, that's really with that team. As long as you can do your movements right, and the pacing is something you just kind of have to get used to. Um, I didn't play a single actual game before I sat down there. I just played a, I played with myself a whole lot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, lot, oh damn. my god, what have I done showing up to a tournament with this? So, like, my whole first round, I'm just like staring at the map like, alright, I think I know what I'm supposed to do. And it was just, I hope for the best. But once you get the swing of it, it goes pretty well. Now, now I would like to just provide context for those listeners who may not remember who PJ is. And I'm going to inflate PJ's ego here now. You heard PJ <laughs> just say about 15 seconds ago, I had not practiced this. I set it down on the map and said, what am I doing today? 
Uh, this comes from the mouth of P.J. Bolin, second place at, na- <laughs> second place at Nationals, uh, multiple regional, WKO regional, multiple Super Q, multiple state winner, um, telling you, hey, I, use, I pushed this around on the map like a World War II general for a few times and barely won with it. Um, that that leads me to believe, me personally, I would not pick that up without a month of practice underneath my belt. <laughs> and, that, and that is my dead honest advice on it. And this coming from the Rock World Champ, so... Yeah. So... All right, well, let's switch up our mood to something a little bit lighter and go through uh, through our listener questions here. Um, we actually got two threads on here. Uh, Brett Mann uh, writes in, Kite Man, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Kite Man. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, John Drapp uh, writes in, he wants to know some top five figures. Uh, John, we're going to talk about that in our year-end episode. Uh, while we're thinking about it, go to our Facebook group. Uh, we're going to be posting up our... We've already posted up the first round of uh, polls for our year-end um, year end awards. Uh, so we'll be posting those throughout the week. Um, Jeremy Costello writes in and wants to know how good Chase Green Lantern is and how is he the new meta. Um, unless he <laughs> mistyped Green Lantern and really meant Chase Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I want to love a Green Lantern, um, the God of Light, but he just does not have running shot to go with his pulse wave. Yeah, if he could activate that power with pulse wave, he would be fucking badass, but... Yeah, but he can't. <laughs> I, I did give him props on the last episode that I think it's super cool that he can, like, pop up somewhere. You're like, oh, so, all of a sudden you're not stealthy. And he just goes, hello, boom. Yeah. So. I hate that piece. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Nothing irritates me more than, like, when you look at, like, the point cost formula, right? Yeah. That piece is going to be way over costed because it has a power inter- two power interactions on its top click that don't work together. Its movement power <laughs> doesn't work with its attack or with its damage power. So uh, I just I hate pieces like that because it's that close to being good. And <laughs> and then it go- brings me back to man if we were had War of Light entities, I think this guy would be playable, but we don't. <laughs> right. So yeah, black hand on this guy would be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or a hammer. Yeah. Oh, I, I, how many times have we talked? If you put a hammer on anything, it's awesome. Yeah, and, and <laughs> like you know, literally P- on anything. <laughs> yeah, and PJ two. I think that his point cost gets bloated from the fact that one, he has pulse wave. Let's say if you took off his pulse wave and gave him precision strike, that would work with that power. And then yeah. you took away his Green Lantern core team ability. Um, I mean, I haven't read the comic, so I don't know. Maybe he did put everybody in a big ring bubble and pack them around. Um, <laughs> uh, Pretty sure he didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, if he didn't do that, then he probably doesn't need the team ability. No, right. I agree. It just blows the point cost. They were all gods. They didn't need a taxi. Yeah. 
So you take away his Green Lantern Corp, you take away his front-loaded Pulse Wave, give him Precision Strike, and you probably make him 150 points and, and much more playable. Yep. So, what Dan's saying is, if it were a completely different piece, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying two tweaks, Dave. No Green Lantern TA, no Pulse Wave. Right, I know, I'm just saying. I mean, then it's, it's not... <laughs> Then it's, like, not the same guy. It's just like, huh, here I am. <laughs> well, I mean, if you even think about his opposing characters in six squares and lower points can't use stealth, like, what does that matter when you have Pulse Wave? Well, he can use it with his his speed power. Only if uh, you're within six. It does he's matter. Got, and he's got an eight range. If Unimind picks stealth. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, pretty sure. <laughs> Lantern can I'm pretty sure that if this guy goes against Unimind at 150, that Unimind just kills him in, like, one hit. That's not the point. Yeah. I'm talking perfect world scenario. Right. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to our next uh, question here. Uh, Jacob Market just says bombshells. Um, okay. Bombshells look really cool. Yeah. All right. Bombshells. Cool. I got my full set. I'm excited. Yeah, They're fun nice. to play. I've been, I've been using the bombshell like custom-made action tokens for like two years. So, Well, now there's official bombshell tokens, Dave. I know, and it pisses me off. And dice. They gotta I, just love rolling, I, just, I just love rolling them and hitting sixes and dropping bombs. Bro. Oh, does it have bombs on it? So, yeah. So wait a minute. I'm going to have to get those dice. Here's an important, <laughs> here's an important question, Jason. Okay. What's more fun, dropping two bombs or dropping two hammers? Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> dropping bombs while using those hammers, right? I don't know. <laughs> well, because you're no, Thor. Yeah, you're yeah Thor, no, you're... my Thor dies. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Probably my Thor dies, but dropping those bombs is pretty fun. <laughs> I miss dropping hammer bombs back in the book of this cold day. Yeah, yeah. my many old dice are still probably more fun. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'm going to make sure you didn't abandon them. You just uh, got hammered. And his, uh, his so his main question is, what are the best figs for Mjolnir? Uh, he says, EW Superman seems best. And I'm pretty sure he means the Chase Superman. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I mean, if I had to, like, rank them, I would, you know, Uni obviously comes in first. I'm sorry, not Uni. Yeah, Uni comes Mr. in first. Mistress Death comes in first. Um, and then probably that Chase Superman comes in second. I'm yeah. still a large fan of Jakeem plus Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah. Charge flurry, eight squares away, smack smack. <laughs> that just sounds fun, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I love flurry? You know what I love more flurry from eight squares away? With my top dial energy shield deflection and prob. Yeah. Yeah. I totally dig that too, Dave. <laughs> it is fun. Jakeem Thunder, the best figure ever for like eight months. I, dude, that's a pretty long reign. You know what I mean? As far as being like the king of all hero clicks, like eight months is a long ass reign. <laughs> that is true. PJ, what did you tell me? You won four events with Jakeem? Yeah. Four of my wins were with Jakeem, unfortunately. 
So here, here's the thing real quick, and, and we had this discussion, and I kind of wanted to hear what PJ thought. So we're doing these these polls for our year awards, right? And I really feel like it's going to end up being, what have you done for me lately? So I feel like people are going to forget the contributions that Jakeem made. So like you're going to go to meta piece of the year, right? And I think Udemine or Nighthawk is going to hands down win it, even though, like we said, Jakeem like, dominated for eight months out of the year. Yep, I was the, gonna... the pim, yeah, the pim tank freaking like set the meta on fire for a few months. You had to have the pim tank to be yeah. super competitive. Just the about pim tank ruled worlds, and I think that's the biggest thing. Right, and it's like, but people are still gonna, and and understandably, they're gonna be, oh, you don't mind, you don't mind, you don't mind, you don't mind. But I, I think they really need to recognize like how big of an impact some of the other pieces that we're going to list really did make in the game, even if it was for a short amount of time. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree with you. That I think people will just throw you into mind as the the winner, but not, not I don't want to say undeservingly, but he's probably not as deserving. Like, it's definitely the most broken piece to come out this year. But I don't think it's done the most in the meta. Right. Only because it hasn't been around as long, right? Right. right. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right. If, if it came out earlier in the year, you, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh, no. It would right, be right. So well, like, a, another thing is, is Goblin King was, like, huge for, like, a month. He won a world title. <laughs> Goblin yeah. King did, and now he's gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he got now the he is, at best, a 75-point yeah. support piece. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, I played against a 275 Goblin King with like a symbiote and a freaking um, um, boxing ring. Supreme Intel and a Supreme Intelligence? Yeah. Oh my god! That thing was scary, dude. <laughs> he had like invincible power cosmic, freaking probability control, super senses shape change, and I'm just like, fuck, I better start pushing the pulse wave. <laughs> But, like, I just, like, I was afraid. I beat both of them because I ended up playing against two of them. But they were both, like, nightmares, dude. Because it was like, dear sweet lord, I need this guy to miss so many rolls just to be able to maybe touch him. Um, you know what's funny is that Goblin King does cause a nightmare, Jay, uh, Dave. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He does force you to relive your worst nightmare. That's true. But, I mean, it was a pain, dude. I hit one Goblin King all the way to his last click, and the dude, because, like, he kept hitting stuff, uh, he just, or I would just keep hitting at him, and he would just keep regening. So I think he got all the way back up to top dial while I was working my way to push on the pulse waves. <laughs> I mean, he got all the way back up to top, and I was like, golly, I should have started pushing the pulse wave earlier. But luckily, I had enough time to do it. But, man, it was a pain. Yeah. So our uh, last question in our first thread is, uh, thoughts on title Joker and his viability in modern? Uh, so this is title Joker, uh, charge, 18, combat reflexes, 3 damage, outwit. Um, his um, closed uh, book, uh, sorry, his... Uh, Plus one ability is deal one damage. Uh, it's basically poison. His minus one is roll a d6, and you can move a characters around. 
His minus six ability is generate Joker Thug bystanders. Um, he starts out with three pot points. Uh, when he dies, what does he do when he dies? Uh, he laughs. Well, yeah, he, uh, he does like damage to friendlies, I think. For the rest of the game, all friendly characters have yeah. at the beginning of your turn deal one penetrating damage to each adjacent friendly character. Yeah, so that's pretty rough. I I think that his death ability makes him almost unplayable. Um, I disagree with you a little bit, Dan. Go for I it. Think it makes, I think it makes him absolutely unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm listening. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Everything he does requires him to be close, right? And he's seven clicks, which is good for 75 points, but he doesn't have any stealth until, like, his last two clicks. Maybe if he was mastermind on all seven, then maybe. But the fact that he gets it halfway through is he leaves a lot to be desired. So I just, I, I, I would never play this guy, personally. Yeah, I mean that's stick that with Ha Ha. He's and, the best Joker ever. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's what I and that's what I think too. I, I agree with that. I just would just makes him completely unplayable. <laughs> I would rather <laughs> use Harley if that says anything. Yes, I'd rather. I use love Harley. how Dan didn't want to pull the trigger on the never play this guy. But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> PJ's like, I got this. I got this. <laughs> that's what we invited PJ on for today, right? <laughs> Yeah, he sucks. In in, in discussion. <laughs> wow. See, you guys thought I was being harsh. Now you're just crushing people's dreams. Yeah. Sorry, McConnell. Uh, We're just doing a public service, Dave. That's it. <laughs> that's what I was doing. <laughs> um, Brian Poland writes in: Is Odin the Destroyer the best option for killing Unimine? Popping out Nick and One Arm Arlie to negate both off dial Invincible and then ignore his stop click. Um, I don't know. PJ tried it and missed a few times. Yeah, or shape changed. Or shape changed. Um, and um, it's really good. It's just Nighthawk is the biggest problem. <laughs> I I yeah. was I wanted to comment on the thread itself, but I figured I'd wait. I was going to comment. If it was, then we probably would have seen it do something by now. You know, we've only had Unimind <laughs> dominating the meta for two months now. And he came out the same time. Yeah. No, I, I think it's good. Like, I mean, yeah, it's good. You just gotta. All the roles have to fall into place. Oh, yeah. I, I think if we had a fast forces cap for as guardians uh, to move Odin the Destroyer into place, that would be fun. Oh my god! Well, you can do it in um, in uh, Rock Age because you can play lanterns, and once they share, once they both have a construct and share a keyword. He can move him. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Just like how I did with Phantom Girl. Yeah. That that is a thing. Or just give yep. uh, Cap, uh, give Cap the same color um, lantern because you can't uh, equip Odin, and then you can do it one turn faster. Right, but I do, I do like what PJ said because with Nighthawk on the board, it's a little harder. Yeah, you have to hit both attacks if there's a Nighthawk. Yeah, otherwise you only need to hit with Ollie. With right. no right. 
so it, it changes the math significantly. You get to pump your probs into Ollie instead of hoping to hit both. Isn't yeah. Odin a little squishy, though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Like, I want to say yes, but he's not just, like, super dead. Yeah, he's not super squished, but... I mean, he doesn't get <laughs> he doesn't get one-shotted by Ollie, right? I mean, that's the big that's deal. Right. And he has an uncounterable uh, invincible. So. Right, so you're talking about yes. Nick or Ollie. You know, even if Nick or Ollie does six to him, they have to do a follow-up and hit a 19. Okay. Against a prop that doesn't care about Lorraine or Lance. Right. Because he's going to be the higher player. Yeah, I think I think one yeah, one seventy five is is his uh, sweet spot, not um, not two thirty. Uh, agreed. The only interesting thing with him at two thirty is you could call in the Batman God, right? Isn't he two twenty five? Yeah. So you could call in him and do stuff. <laughs> stuff. But, like it's not great, but it's interesting, right? I mean, it works. Because <laughs> I was using KC Batman. Right. Yeah. As one of my call-in options when I played him at 175. So I could see if you really wanted to squeeze him in at high dial playing him with Batman God call-in, but meh. It has to be the right the right scenario, right? And yeah. then he, and then he's even more susceptible to Nick though at 230 is the problem. Absolutely. <clears throat> so and then the train even agrees with me. Yes, it is honking in agreement. I live very <laughs> uh, Drew Warren and a strip club. And a strip club. Yes. Drew Warren <laughs> writes in: When will the Shadowcat Age of Apocalypse piece have its price dropped? Uh, if it's a prize in the late winter WKOs. <laughs> if it's only that's released, your answer, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's it, right? It, if it if it's if it was only released for these fall ones, then it'll stay pretty high. But typically, you just got to be patient, and they'll they'll release it again. Yeah, I also think uh, if it doesn't get an ID, it'll go down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember when the con in your store stuff was super hard to get and super expensive? <laughs> <laughs> now you can't even give away a vampire Wolverine. Just take it. <laughs> no, I don't want that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Do you think The Rock will ban Unimine and Limited even if WizKids themselves doesn't? So I think you have to keep in mind, Drew, that WizKids and Rock are two separate entities. Um, One's Ophidian, the other's Parallax. Yeah. So <laughs> That um, and they don't have a limited format for WizKids. Yeah, WizKids doesn't run a limited format, so... They'll allow you to put Uni- Ophidian on Unimine at your weekly event for all they care. <laughs> <laughs> while using your Felix yeah. While, while using your Felix Faust in Golden Age. Yep. Yep. Um also is King Shark gonna be more viable post rotation? Are there any maps with printed water terrain on it after rotation? <laughs> so Dan, you realize you completely skipped his question, right? What? He he asked, Do we think that Unimine will be banned? Oh <laughs> Of course he skipped over it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think his question is flawed, right? His What got me, Drew, is that your questioning is flawed 
your your question is not a valid question, um, given that the second ha- <laughs> the second half of your question is a is a fallacy. So, do I think that the you're, Rockwell, a, that, you're a phallus, Dan? Probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess we're just all straight up bo- dropping bombs today. Uh, guess most, maybe maybe too much family over Thanksgiving. Um, do we? Do I think that the Rock will ban Unimind in limited? Um, if I if you had to put me to an answer, no. There's my answer. What are your guys' answer? Uh, I think I agree. With who? You, it's a yes or no. It's <laughs> not a. No. It, it's no. I say no. I say yes. I say yes. <laughs> All right, we're split fifty-fifty. Um, so also, is King Shark going to be more viable post rotation? Uh, he's viable now. Um, I just don't particularly haven't really thought about King Shark that in depth. I, I almost made my Unimine counter team just uh, illegally play the Atlantis map and play six King Sharks at 50. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, I'm getting through that yeah. shit eventually. <laughs> he asked if there would be printed if any printed water terrain maps after rotation, and there definitely will be. Yeah, oh, yeah so there, there will be. So, so, Drew, go to your Google machine and just Google Heroclix Space Atlas and the first uh, Google result is the Heroclix Atlas on HC Realms. And there is all of the maps ever made in Heroclix uh, uploaded there. And they have blue squares on there for water. So, Are there any grid reality maps that are just covered in water? No. Water. I mean, the closest thing you got is like the water treatment plant from Rock, but... It's not covered. There's just enough water. Yeah, there's just not enough water. That's why somebody needs to win yeah. a cup and make a water map. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I've heard. It's not going to happen, I'm not Dave. talking about you. I know it's not going to be Dan. I'm just saying maybe I need to win and make a water map. That way for like a solid year, King Shark will be God. <laughs> the bridge map from Spider-Man, if you yeah, can stay the in water. Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Just come on down here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Perfect. All right, just be like, come on down here. No, I'm good. I'm good up here. You come up here. No. <laughs> um, Tyler uh, Spees writes in, do you think double, double Nick would be viable? Yes, Double Nick's always viable. Anytime double wanna, Nick's Green Lantern. Double, double Nick's. Uh, double Nick's in 400, I think, would be great. Um, uh, no, no problems running two nicks. If you want to put two nicks down on a two hundred point night, you can do that. <laughs> on a two hundred, that's a two hundred and forty point team, Dan. It does, he says he, he says he he turns off your uh, point total. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I still think it would be fun to play double nicks with Green Lantern, so that you could just oh look, I rolled a six. Here I go. Let's go, nicks. Pew pew. <laughs> that would just be fun, man. It would be fun. You know, it would it would be sad. Honestly, it would be sad to just randomly get wrecked by that. Just be like the guy. Oh, yeah. Just the guy's dice are on fire, and he just goes, well, "Here's the six. Well, boom, boom. You're dead. Sorry. Sorry about your luck, bitch." 
And he just so what one over there in freaking Montana? Yeah, dude, the guy in Montana was playing freaking Green Lantern double nicks. Yeah. Yep. With a with a Nick ID card. <laughs> so he rolled all the way up, shot with Nick, called out a Nick, turned off three things, and killed something. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm tempted to play something crazy like that. Yeah, no, that'd be perfect, right? Because then you just uh, you go up. You ro- if you roll the six, you roll up. Your one nick calls out your second, your third nick. Your second nick shoots. Your third nick, you shut. Then you shut three things off, and then your third nick shoots. <laughs> well. I already told Dan my plan. If there's no Unimine band, then I want to play him with Dr. Demonicus so I can make all his pogs like a minimum freaking 13 attacks, 6 damage. Yeah. Say, <laughs> like, hey, this is a giant pog. It's going to use range combat expert, 13 attacks, 7 damage. Um, From a zero point piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lucas Tom Van Hollen writes in. Uh, I have desperately wanted Super Rare Nighthawk and Baron Zemo to be a thing. Having a 15 attack, 4 damage, or a 14 attack, 5 damage is just awesome. Um, so I think he's talking about the Super Rare Nighthawk, not the Prime. Um, which... Oh! Yeah, which allows you to... Um, yeah, they were replaces their attack value with the unmodified attack value of an adjacent friendly key, a character sharing that same keyword. Okay, so how many points is that Nighthawk? Uh, 120. And how many points is Baron Zemo? Uh, I don't know, I'm looking. Uh, Eastern Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Um, is it cheaper to play Unimind in a single ID card? <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, it's 210 points for what he wants to do. But we're talking limited right now. I know, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's uh, like Just a have thir- some solid support with it. Yeah. Um, I think any time that you can make a uh, Thunderbolt Steam Team work in modern, uh, you'd be doing pretty good for yourself. Uh, yeah. So, the second part of his question, PJ, obviously the answer is Odin the Destroyer or Double Sam Cap. Well, I'm going to disappoint you. None of PJ's teams have Double Sam Cap on them, nor a single (laughs) Sam Cap. Nope. I tried to go less predictable. We always, Sam Cap is always the answer for everything. But I let you guys have Sam Cap for your answers because I knew it was the clear choice. Right, right. See, that was, that was yeah. very nice of you, PJ. Yeah. See. Yeah. Thanks. I just want my three <laughs> three attacks without <laughs> without actually having to do anything. You know, I love that. I think Space Mikey's awesome, dude. I, and, and PJ and Dan and Jason all know because I'm in group chats with all of them that I've been really wanting to play a team with Space Mikey that triggers like sidestep attacks for like a while now. So. Yeah, you have. Yep. Yeah, um, he is awesome. Aries, Aries Edge writes in, what's the best bearded trio that could take teams next year? I told him it was us. <laughs> right? You are, you are. So, so PJ, since uh, Jason has won uh, the WKO, he's not shaved, unless you've shaved since I saw you on Wednesday. 
No, I have not shaved. So I told... Since, since before the WKO, I had the beard at the WKO. So. That's right, that's right. So I told him, and I'm doing the same thing. Since I've won Rock Cup, I have not shaved. And I am not going to shave until I, I lose, I guess. <laughs> don't be afraid to trim it. It's okay to trim. Right. Just don't take too much length off. You just can't oh, I have trimmed it. I'm not, I'm not, I have trimmed it. Don't get, uh, I haven't, like, got uh, yeah, all the ability or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, beards and hero clicks go together like uh, pumpkin pie and whipped cream. <laughs> Peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Buffalo chicken dip and tortilla chips. I just ate. Oh those. yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Nate White wants to know: Do you use a leave-in conditioner on your beard, PJ? I do. I do. I just uh, I've been using just my regular shampoo, and it's it keeps it pretty soft. Yeah, I just beards are disgusting inherently, so I like extensively wash my beard. Yep. So I yeah. shampoo and condition the beard. Yeah, every day. Right? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Nate also writes in, "What are the best figures for tokening your opponent and keeping them token? Can you prevent a player from taking any actions at all for a whole game?" Um. If I smash all of their pieces, yes. Space Mikey Iceman. <laughs> just keep hitting, man. Mixie can do it, right? I mean, with the right setup. Yeah, he just can't do damage anymore. But, yeah, he can keep them from doing anything. He can lock them down. Yeah. I think I mean, it's a solid investment. Like, 105 yeah. points to lock somebody down. Because, obviously, you like Frogman because you got to activate Unless you're lucky enough to play in a rock age, and then you can use blind out, which is significantly better. But um, right. I think it's—I mean, Mixie, I still think is the best opening piece. Uh, that and Solaris, mm-hmm. giants, the the retaliators that give tokens. Yeah, the frost what giants. What if you frost giants? What if you wanted to get froggy and you played like a Unimine with a Shadow Cat Prime, double perplexed up or movement and attack? Yeah. I mean, I guess eventually it would stop, but it would be really good at tokening. Yeah, you just need to get like a, is there a, a good leadership on her and just keep hitting it. Right? Is there a piece that can use, that can use like, Colossal Stamina that can have the head of Ancient Winters attached to it? Yeah. The Loki, the uh, starter Loki. I've talked to, uh, I talked there about the Metal Lab because uh, somebody asked uh, what my favorite piece was for the casket, and uh, yeah. What's the casket do? Uh, gives all non-Asgardian cosmic deity a uh, action token at the end of turn, at the end of their oh, turn. Oh, okay, including it itself, though? Yeah, you have to give them a power action in order to give it more tokens. So you have to be able to just keep doing that. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it has For to Frost be Giants and Loki, yeah, that, that's a totally, that's a good, there you go, it's even thematic. <laughs> or you can even just play Malekith since that rewards you for uh, tokening people. He has that. Huh. You get a generator bystander when somebody. Uh, gets not, not if it's from the effective equipment. Right, right. That's what I meant. Like, uh, that's what, like when we're talking about people that give tokens. Like he has in cap, but oh yeah, yeah. If he hits with his in cap, yeah, yeah. Or any like you retaliate with somebody that gives a token. Like it's, uh, it, it helps reward 
that style of play. Yeah. So what's all right? So this gives them tokens. Do you have to hit them or what? No, no just they're within seven squares. Is that what it is? Uh, or the range? Maybe I can't remember. Uh, seven seven squares. Okay. There you so go. everybody within seven that. squares gets two tokens, unless they're as guardian or whatever. Eight. Or day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you remove a token from it, and it gives everyone that's not Asgardian, Cosmic, or Deity a token of for the turn player. It's the it's yeah it's the active players. Um, it's the Flimber Winter tokens. Um, so and, and the fact that you can keep it above three, you can actually keep it running for a while with just having willpower. You're just not doing anything else. No, you uh, if if you can't colossal push, you lose it in like three turns. Yeah. So, Colossal Push, if you do it three turns in a row, you can clear without actually losing, and then you could start it up again, because you create enough of a gap, where you just have to Colossal Push one time to be able to keep it running the whole time. Right. And I would say that that goes back to, uh, you have to be able to mass really well, do do the maths, so don't don't pick up your healing casket in your uh, starter Loki and say, all right, I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> Here we go. Oh, um, how much do you love your tray from uh, Jesse? Uh, I love it a lot. Um, for people who don't know what it is, I had him custom make me a uh, tray for my teleporter, where the teleporter sits in the middle, and it has six character slots surrounding it in a circle uh, that line up with the ID slots for the teleporter. So I put what character is active for the game in that spot until they're used, and then I remove them from it, so people can always see what I have left on my teleporter. You totally need to push, uh, you totally need to uh, post that in our group. I will do that. Yeah. It's Jesse, awesome. Jesse's a great guy, so I don't I don't mind. Drum up uh, some of that business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we Jacob asked his uh, Superman with Mjolnir question. We just answered that. Nate White with your third question. Um, I contend that Hawkeye as a call-in is single-handedly ruining what is potentially the best min-max error in hero clicks. Amanda Waller, Domino, Mercury, Ape Batman, Brady Brant, Serpent Pogs, and Colossals could be making crazy fun and brutal, team, brutal teams, but Hawkeye, am I nuts? Can we retire him early? Will Daniel Powell have the courage to address this atrocity of a game element head-on? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean... Whatever. He sucks, but I mean, it sucks to happen, but I mean, just be ready. I mean, I don't know. It just is what it is, dude. 12 for 4. Just be glad it's not Golden Age. I, I, I do get his point, right? Like, I know. that is I'm, cool I'm, that we got so many low point like pieces that do so many things. And he's just like, hey, I, I really like all these amazing low point figures. Uh, they're dead. I know. So you have Unless to keep... it's mine and then he crit misses. So so just a reminder and the reason Nate gives me such a hard time about uh so so Nate, and I'm giving Nate an equally hard time back here um is that top 32 of worlds this year my uh Hawkeye did not roll below an 8 against his team. You attacked him like 13 times didn't you? Yeah, something like 13 times. I, I killed his tank, his domino, his something else, his Doctor Strange, his Green Is it all the shit he named off? Yeah. <laughs> Is that all the shit you killed? Is uh, the shit that he named off? Yeah, quite a bit of it, right? I went through the Bizarro Green Arrow. <laughs> I went, killed the Toy Master. 
I think I ended with a crit hit too. So <laughs> the um, most I ever hit with a Hawkeye was against PJ in Indiana States this year. <laughs> that felt so bad. <laughs> I, I hit like 10 things and then missed like the 11th. Yep. Um, the Michael... fact that he had 10 fucking things on the map in the first place was insane. Um, Michael Holt writes in the best new theme team. Uh, maybe Bombshells? I like Secret Six. Yeah. The, the Harley Quinn has some things nice to run as a theme team. Uh, I think things that were already good get better. Mystical with Zatanna. Um, Red Tornado with JSA. Those things were already good before, and they're even better now. And JSA got that uh, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. She's pretty good. Um... John Drapp says, "Can I get a two-page report on how to take down a uni mind on an outdoor map with lots of blocking? With lots of blocking, uh, I think we talked about that earlier, pretty much." <laughs> um, I just want to say, since we're talking about John, he actually gave me a super rare from Harley Quinn. Um, I posted that I was looking for sand, and he's like, "Oh, I have an extra one," and he just sent it to me. So, you know, that's nice the Clicks community, man. <laughs> Yep. And that's and that's what Team Clickstaff does for you. And uh, <laughs> I'm actually paying that forward since he gave me a random super air that I needed. Uh, some guy posted that he had a maestro get chewed up by his dog, so I got his address and I sent him a uh, maestro and a thing of dog treats. No. Oh. <laughs> nice. oh, PJ, you know what would be even worse though is if the dog gets to the box before he does, smelling the dog treats. <laughs> That would Not be the again. best thing ever. <laughs> and he just he gets to the dog treat box and he just comes home and his dog is just laying there napping from a whole box of dog treats and another destroyed maestro. So what you're saying is I need to soak the box in bacon fat. Oh man. <laughs> this poor guy. You know, just don't traumatize him with uh with another dead maestro. <laughs> uh William Dickey um writes in um, is there a team that can take down that can make use of the enchanted crowbar to take down the uni monster um, I think we talked about that pretty good the Doc Ock I think is your, pretty much your best option uh, you know there's other things right if you're specifically not wanting to play uni mind um, I had it on Nick in the 300 point limited no deal, that's right I, that's but... true Yeah, yeah. there's plenty of good options for crowbar anybody <laughs> penetrating psychic blast is good with a crowbar Jason had it on Lex. It's, I mean, yeah, it works good. Uh, I think I think we're missing that Jason of Sparta. Yeah, because then your team would just be Jason of Sparta, um, Crowbar, General Lane, go to the top of some mountain and wreck Uni Mind. Uh, last question, KJ Foster. Since the Harley set has been played for a couple weeks, do you think there are some newly discovered nuggets for the meta? Uh, Big Tony. Dave? <laughs> I, I still think, um, I don't know, Title Harley's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, Title Harley's pretty cool. Who doesn't love Perplex, man? What do you think, uh, PJ? Something that you didn't think was good before is good now? Um, 
I don't know that I've changed any opinions on anything, but um, I do love me that 45-point red tornado, even outside of theme. Um, I think that piece is just ridiculously playable. Yeah. Look. Like, that double power action is phenomenal for placement. Oh, yeah. It's a hyper-TK for your whole team that doesn't care about terrain. Right. Yeah. All right, folks, so let's wrap it up with our final thoughts. Jason had to drop us, so uh, no final thoughts from him. Uh, hold on, let me try to see it. Uh, I'm Jason, and uh, I'm not growing out my beard very long, but just enough to have a beard. Uh, this is my final <coughs> thoughts from Jason. Uh, PJ, your final wow. thoughts? <laughs> it's hard to top Jason's final thoughts. <laughs> I totally heard that. <laughs> I may have to quit talking, but I still listen, damn it. <laughs> Later. Like, my final thoughts, damn oh a bitch. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, man. Uh, oh. I totally knew Jason was still on the call, though. Oh, oh God. <laughs> My final thoughts are dance a bitch. <laughs> yeah, his final thoughts, he just comes in, fuck you, Dan. And that's it. <laughs> uh, it's okay, Jason. I still love you. Oh, wow. So, PJ, final thoughts? Uh, No, I got nothing. Um, I guess I, I have a, a Majestics article that'll be up soon that talks about uh, ID card potential for pieces that came out in Harley Quinn. So check that out. Nice. Dave, final thoughts? Uh, um, let's see. Hmm. Dr. Demonicus is, is coming back. Limited season. I'm going to play him. Dr. D. I always wanted to play him, and I never got to. But Dr. D is coming back. Uh-oh. There we go. I, I, st- I still want to play him with that Green Lantern, fly in, roll the 5-6, pop out a pog, and, and fuck somebody up with it. <laughs> It's true. Hey, how you doing? I just got here. Here's a colossal pog with close combat experts. Um, so, uh, so my final thought um, for the day is um, I, I don't think Jason's beard's coming in very well. Uh, <laughs> I, I would I would have to agree with his final thoughts. Um, he needs a little bit more work on it. Um, so. <laughs> No, so uh, no other than that, um, just uh, thanks everybody for listening to Clickstoff today, and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Oh, my God.